Welcome to the Cyber Evolution Podcast, conversations about all things cybersecurity, and more specifically, how you can start your new career in this booming industry. Welcome everybody to the Cyber Evolution Podcast. Thank you for joining us yet again. I'm Adam Hewitt, CEO of Cyber Evolution, and today I'm joined by Cameron Bell. Cameron, how are you? Great, Adam. How are you going? Very well, thank you. Cameron is one of our senior cybersecurity consultants here at Cyber Revolution. You've been with us for roughly about a year or so? Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Pretty much a year. Yep, great. And you are, I'd say you probably speak to more people wanting to get a job in cybersecurity than anyone in the country. So it's good to have you on the podcast yet again. You've been on the on mm. podcast before and we didn't really dive into what your role is and who you typically speak to and help. So maybe give the listeners a little bit of an insight. Yeah, so like pretty much my role in Cyber Revolution is to speak to anyone who's looking to either change their career or or maybe upskill in cybersecurity. So what we do on the calls is understand like what you're currently doing for a living, what you like, what you don't like, and really what you look for in a cybersecurity career, just to see if we could possibly help you bridge that gap. Now, generally, there's two types of people I speak to. Somebody who they don't really know much about cybersecurity, they're looking to make a complete career change. They might not even have any qualifications in IT or somebody who they have like a degree or maybe some TAFE certifications, but they're really struggling to go out there and actually land their first role. And then we just help bridge that gap. Yep. Right. Any specific industries or is, what's one of the like the strangest industries of people that you've spoken to that have changed careers into cybersecurity? Well, I speak to like a lot of people from backgrounds like, you know, working in as an electrician, as a concrete, a lot of chefs too, just because they want to start, stop working with their bodies, start working from home and having that laptop lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, chefs. Hospitality has been a big one, hasn't it? It's a huge one, yeah. I can one of the especially with COVID. Yeah, yeah, exactly. One of the more unique roles that I spoke to a student. This is probably a couple of years ago now. Was a drone pilot, a security drone pilot at an airport. Yeah, yeah. Wanting to get into into cybersecurity, now shifted into a space. There was a little bit of a security link there, but we speak to people Mm -hmm. from all you know all walks of life. But for those who are listening. For the first time to the podcast and don't know much about Cyber Revolution, we are Australia's only dedicated cybersecurity training and placement institute. So we specialize in finding people their first job in cybersecurity. We have been doing this for a number of years now. We've helped hundreds of people get into the industry for the first time, but we've only recently started this podcast. This is episode number five. And the reason we've started the podcast is because the cybersecurity industry is booming, obviously. I think more and more people are aware of that, but they don't know really all that much about it. How do you change careers? How do you get into it? It is a little bit of a mysterious industry. So we want to break down those barriers, the common misconceptions, and really just educate people on what cybersecurity is and how you can land your first job in the industry. Mm -hmm. So today's topic, it was born from last last week's conversation I had with Anthony. We got a lot of comments and questions from that podcast, mainly comments around the mm-hmm. Opus attack. Okay. Mm-hmm. And really, a lot of people that were listening in, they were asking questions like, how can such a big company, a huge telecommunications company like Optus, be so vulnerable? All right. Yeah. So there's a lot of comments around that and asking, you know, where does Australia rank in regards to the rest of the world when it comes to our cybersecurity resilience. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be today's topic. Where does, where do we think Australia ranks when it comes to cybersecurity resilience? Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts, Cameron? Well, uh, before I knew what I knew, I would have thought Australia would be at least in the top five, maybe even worst case, not in the top 10. 
right? Because yeah. we're a first world country. You know, we've got a lot of connections in the military space, the US, the UK, et cetera. So I would have thought it'd be generally pretty high. Yeah. Like we are in a lot of other industries, right? You'd think we'd be an yeah. industry, an industry leader. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which we'll, you know, we'll get into, we'll get into it all, you know, throughout the episode. So mm-hmm. with all of the conversations that you have with potential students of ours, have you noticed a bit of a difference in other people's awareness about the huge cybersecurity skills gap? Pre op, the pre pre optus attack versus the you know the conversations you're having post optus. Have you seen a bit of a shift in the conversations mm-hmm. you have with with people? Yeah, there's there's been a big shift. There's there's a lot more people applying who generally before never even had any understanding about cybersecurity. They thought that a company like Optus or a country like Australia would be very secure. And when they saw that hack happen, either some of these people have been victims of the hack or have known other people, and that's kind of what's brought them here because they just learned a bit more about cybersecurity because of that happening. Right, yeah, so the yeah. awareness has definitely gone up. I believe Anthony called it the awakening. You know, it's, it's kind yeah. of like you know, it's a real, it's a good term to use because you know we're involved, we're entrenched in it day to day. Yeah, we speak to a lot of our students, our employers that are always asking us for more talent. Mm-hmm. But the big driver of this is the media, right? Exactly. Like the, the media actually now that the amount of exposure cybersecurity has had in the past two weeks has really shone a light and brought awareness to the fact that this is such a major issue that a major mm-hmm. company like Optus. Can be open to such a you know what was apparently a, a pretty basic attack mm-hmm. so you mentioned before prior to knowing what you know now that you'd actually you know you would have thought that we'd be a top tier top tier country yeah where now that you know what you know where do you feel that we we probably sit in regards to the rest of the world like we wouldn't even be in the top 10 no not nowhere near no i mean i've, I've said it previously on the podcast um, that Australia is probably about three years behind the rest of the world when it comes to um, our cyber cyber resilience, where we need to be. Mm. The major data around all of that, um, you know, was seven, a huge statistic that we always used to say, 17,000 people need yep. to enter the industry by 2026. I'm sure you've said that a few times. Um, we've, we've, had to, we've had to change that, right? Like just as last month, about six weeks ago, the new data came out and that's now doubled to 30,000. Where do you think, do you think that number's correct? Where do you think that's going to potentially end up over the next year or two? It's going to, it's going to go even further than 30,000, I reckon. Yeah. Like, yeah. cause like, like, I mean, it was 17,000. That was only recently. Now it's up to 30,000. Like, yeah. who knows? Maybe even 50. It's doubled, right? That's doubled yeah. in, in um, just a couple of years. Yeah. Which is, which is just crazy to think. And so I, I guess digging deeper into what this episode is all about in, and asking, finding out where do we actually rank? Mm-hmm. Right. In a lot of these other industries where industry leaders and you know, usually pretty good at pathing the way for a lot of these other organizations, mm-hmm. uh, other, com- other countries, sorry. For me, one of the biggest things that stood out in the past two weeks was uh, a couple of comments that Claire O'Neill said. Now, Claire O'Neill is Australia's recently appointed Minister of Cybersecurity mm-hmm. just earlier this year. That's probably one thing that highlights how far behind we are. That's Claire O'Neill is the first ever minister of cybersecurity this country's had. That's crazy. We didn't even have one beforehand, right? <laughs> like that's nuts to think mm-hmm. to think and say out loud. Now that yeah. we do, she's got a lot. She's got a lot on her plate and a lot ahead of her. She actually went on record probably about two weeks ago and said that she feels Australia is now five years behind where it needs to be in regards to our cybersecurity resilience, and then. Mm-hmm. 10 years behind where it needs to be when it comes to our cybersecurity policies. Mm-hmm. 
what, what she means by policies and procedures and mm-hmm. um, standards is basically the practices that the government or the power the government have on mm-hmm. large organisations to go, you know what, Optus, you need X amount of cybersecurity professionals, otherwise you're not compliant, okay, and now yeah. we can fine you. Do, yeah. do you think it's going to get to that stage? Well, I, th- I think it should get to that stage. I think it should for our resilience and for our protection, yeah. But like, exactly. like how, how could we even like, like fix this though? Yeah, look, it should it should get to that stage, right? And it, and it definitely will. I think Optus again has triggered this, and it's it's mm-hmm. now going to um, it's going to be some good policies and procedures put in place from it. How can we fix it? Is the is the <laughs> billion dollar question? Yeah, right? like that's it's not an easy question to ask. The, sh- the simple answer is we just need more professionals to enter the industry. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the simple answer, but it is slightly more complex than that. Mm-hmm. It's it's not about people wanting to enter the industry. We know, you know, yes, we need more professionals and skilled people to change careers and get into the industry. That's always going to be the case. Mm-hmm. And what we're seeing now, we need more and more organizations that are willing to hire people based on potential, not experience. Okay. And they are out there. We partner with some of the best companies in mm-hmm. Australia when it comes to this, you know, front runners within the industry looking at investing early into people based off, you know, their potential, not, you know, two or three years experience. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where the key lies, right? Having more companies that are are willing to take that time, invest in the right people, and then play the long game. I think a lot of the, you know, we help a lot of university students, as you'd speak to. Yeah. They finish, what, four years of university. They've done their degree and mm-hmm. they've got absolutely no idea what, like, what job to apply for. Exactly. Like they're applying for roles like being a penetration tester or a cybersecurity engineer. Like these are not entry level roles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And what, what, like, I guess, yeah. what do they say to you? Like, in that conversation, so, you go, okay, what are you applying for? Like, and they just go, yeah. what do they go? Um, I don't know. There's like, I'm, I'm applying for everything, or like, I'm applying for penetration testing roles because that's what my professor said I could get into. When the reality is that what ends up happening when they go and apply for these roles is they get told that they need three, four, five years of experience and they don't have the practical skills. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Which is crazy. You've just spent all that mm-hmm. time, all that money investing into yourself. And then you leave and go, okay, now I've got to figure out, you know, 50% of it is the degree, the other 50% finding the job. And yeah. so my main role here at Cyber Evolution now is, is basically partnering with these amazing companies, okay? And I've seen, I've seen, this is where I still have a lot of faith within Australia mm-hmm. and where we'll end up in the next probably five years. I think mm-hmm. the moment we're mid-tier, we're in the middle somewhere mm-hmm. of these other countries, right, figuring this stuff out, and we've now had a huge shock to the system. Yeah. In regards to this Optus attack, I think in three to five years' time, we will be industry leaders, right? Because we're investing a lot of money. The government's investing $10 billion worth of funding over the next 10 years just for cybersecurity, which that funding is always, you know, potentially going to go up and up. Okay. So I think we will get there. What it's going to take is awareness, but also now it's going to take, I speak, as I said, I speak to a lot of these companies and I've seen a massive shift in the past six months, mm-hmm. six to 12 months, I'd probably say. You know, we had, we're now having employers that are employers of choice. These are the companies that take on our students that say to us, you know what, we don't even care if they don't have their certifications. Yeah. Like, you know, they just want a good culture fit because they're growing so rapidly. They need it so much, especially after Optus. Yeah, exactly. The main thing is, we, this is the feedback. And for anyone listening who wants to get into cybersecurity, think about your transferable skills, right? Do you potentially have, you know, good communication skills? 
critical thinking and problem solving skills mm-hmm. are massive. So if you, if you do that and you think you might be a potential good fit for cybersecurity, then those are, mm-hmm. those are some soft skills and transferable skills that you can bring over. And these are the things that a lot of these companies look for, right? Because they know you're not going to be a cybersecurity expert, okay? They're looking for potential. They're looking for people that are wanting to learn and grow with this growing industry, right? Yeah. So what we might do, so I guess it is a bit of a, a wrap-up. Right now, where does Australia rank in regards to cybersecurity? At best, mid-tier. All right, would you agree? Yeah, unfortunately. And, but yeah, there's a, there's a lot of other countries that yeah. are above us and, and we need to catch up. But the good news is that we will get there. I, I still think, as I said, five years' time, we will be a front-runner in the mm-hmm. space. We just need more, need more talent, need more people, and we need more yeah. organisations to hire that talent, I'd say. You agree? I definitely agree. Awesome. All right, mate, done. Well, let's, let's wrap it up there. Um, I wanted to keep this one reasonably succinct. Obviously, we're going to be mm-hmm. doing more of these. Cameron, you're going to be a repeat guest moving forward, aren't you? Yep, I am. Of course I am. Which is good. So as I said, you speak to so many people. It's going to be great, you know, to get your insights as to what we can talk about moving forward, what people are interested in, the questions Mm -hmm. that you get on a day-to-day basis. That's what we're going to cover in these podcasts, okay? Sounds good. Cool, guys. All right, well, I hope people took some value from that. If you did, please like, comment, subscribe, leave us a review, share this with your friends, uh, you know, if they're thinking about potentially getting into cybersecurity, or as they said, they're interested in it and don't know too much about it. Um, If you want to know more specifically about our job placement program and potentially have a chat with Cameron, then jump onto our website, cyberrevolution.com.au. Leave your details there and someone from the team, potentially Cameron, will be in touch. Maybe. All right, guys. Thanks for listening.